Well, this is it. I mean, this is this is the moment. This is what we've been building towards lately. This is, <laughs> you know, ever since you sat down what feels like forever ago now and mm. maybe somewhat begrudgingly watched Scream 1. I don't really know. I, I mean, would say so. You had Probably. some interest, but you were also like, I can think of... <laughs> 500 other things that I'd rather watch. <laughs> yeah. And um and then we're gleefully surprised at <laughs> how much you enjoyed it and that it was actually like yeah, just like exceeded expectations. I think yeah, is fair. It, it tapped into a curiosity. Yeah, and so you were like, "Hey, this is actually pretty good." And then I was like, "Well, you know." <laughs> There is another one coming out on the horizon <laughs> that um, if we hike up our socks and do a little boogie here, we can uh, we can hit. Yeah. So well, and and, here we are. Oh, and, and I mean, it it even also was in the patrons' hands too because we reviewed one, and then right. the second one just naturally won as a voting option. Yeah, they were I like, we want number two. And so, in addition to everyone's voting, but specifically, as always, Patreon votes help th- move things along. And so, two, one, and then that kind of pushed us and nudged us along yeah. to say, let's do it. We, Give we're the people a third. what they want. Yeah, we're a third of the way there anyway, so let's just keep going. Uh-huh. So, hello and welcome. Welcome to the Movie Man Podcast. I am Peter, and my co-host is Brady. I don't know why you said it like that, but... <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm going with that. Yeah. But we're here to release and review. We're not here to release it, actually, sir. We're here to review the new release of Scream 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a question for you, Pete. Sure. Tell me, what's your favorite scary movie? I'm shocked that hasn't come up yet. Like, just, we've made it through six films, and that's a good call to to quote that. Well, that's I had to good. save it. We had to. Yeah. I did. True. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I'd have to give it some thought. I mean, maybe Scream 1. I'm not sure. Really? Like, of all f- scary movies? I don't know. Yeah, it's just hard to say, right? Like, it's... I would have to... I, uh, ironically, I have not given it much thought. I've heard it said six different times in six different movies recently. But I've never given it much thought. And, you know, it's... If there's something a bit more creepy and surreal, like maybe The Witch, I, I know it's not technically a scary movie or if i'd go something like one of the scream movies that's not really scary but kind of entertaining yeah i don't know what angle i'd go with it that's a tough i don't know what the answer is do you have an answer um not specifically like it's it's tricky because you kind of have to define like what is a scary movie yeah right um i do really like the scream franchise I like most everything that's come from the Conjuring universe. Mm, True. Um, But then at the end of the day, there's also like Steven Spielberg's original Poltergeist. Which which, I've, coincidentally, I just threw it on my watch list because I'm curious to check it out. Yeah. and, And I wouldn't, I put it more in like the paranormal thriller category than I do horror. Um, but it's certainly like, it still strives to be scary, I would say. So right. it has, has its moments as much as a Steven Spielberg film is going to be capable of. It still is very, like you watch it and you still go, oh, okay, this is what it would look like if, if Steven Spielberg did a film about a family being haunted by, you know, <laughs> what poltergeists. So, yeah. Oh, I think in my mind, I'm. Yeah, okay, Those. that's a totally different movie. I think in my mind I was thinking about Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but that's about the extraterrestrial, I think. That's the aliens. Yeah. No, okay. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. The iconic little the girl that gets stuck in the TV, and she's like, they're here. And that's the, <laughs> yeah. Yo, you got to watch it. If you haven't seen Poltergeist, you got to give it a go. Okay, I'll throw it on the list. Yeah. Well, should we get into it? Uh, yeah, I have trivia. Sure. Because, I don't know, just because we were building towards this, and my assumption was you weren't going to yeah. have any trivia. This is a little bit different sure. than normal trivia. In yep. that yep. these are trivia questions 
I'm going to test your memory. These are mm. trivia questions about Scream 1. We're going to go okay, all okay. the way back. Yeah. And they're less like, you know, who almost starred in. Mm. There's like, there's the odd yeah. thing maybe like that. Um, sure. But some of it is, is going to be more, um, some of it's going to be more like, what was this character's, which character was this character related to type of thing. Sure. So really testing your memory. Um, Yeah. I have several, but they're all pretty rapid fire. Yeah, yeah. So let's do it. We're just going to kind of go through it. Um, Some of them are multiple choice. The majority of them are not. You either know it or you don't. Sure. So number one, Billy tells Sydney (sighs) that this substance was used as a prop for pig's blood in the film Carrie. Right. It, wasn't it like molasses and food coloring or something? And the, close. The correct answer is corn syrup. So that, oh, that, that's okay. sort of just like a teaser, teaser yeah. to sort of get into it thing here. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Yeah. Billy and Stu were able to evade being caught for Maureen's murder by framing this person. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what's his name? It's not Stu... It's Cotton-Eyed Joe. Cotton? Cotton Firth? <laughs> it's, I'm going to give this to you. It's Cotton Weary. That's it, Rico. Cotton Weary. Yeah. My answers made you weary. Uh, next question. Stu Mocker is killed, okay. supposedly, when Sydney attacks him with this object. Oh. Huh. I'll give you a hint. There's a callback to it in Scream 6. Oh, man. Like, they flat out address it. Yeah. And we huh. see this item in the the Museum of Ghostface. Uh, what is it? What is it? It's a television. She oh, right. Television yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, next up, we have our first multiple choice. Okay. Before settling on Scream... The original title of the film was A, Scream, B, Scary Movie, C, Ghostface, or D, Stab. Okay, I think I read this somewhere, so if I'm wrong, I'm just misinformed. Is it Scary Movie? It sure is. (laughs) It sure is, which is funny because then obviously Scary Movie becomes a franchise Mm -hmm. after that. Um, aligned with his character, Randy Meeks works at this location. I forget if with the name, but it's a video rental store. Yeah, it's just a video store. That's the answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The opening victim of the film, Casey Becker, was played (laughs) by this famous actress. Right. What is 51st Drew Barrymore's? Absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> the high school janitor is dressed up as this iconic slasher villain. Oh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's, um, what's his name? Uh, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. There we yeah. go. Wasn't that played by Wes Craven? It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Principal Hembry is played by this famous sitcom actor. Oh, isn't it the Fonz? It is. It's Henry Winkler. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. What a time. Um, (laughs) Tatum Riley Hmm. meets her demise when she gets stuck in this location. I don't even know who Tatum Riley is, but I'm assuming that's the garage door chick. That is the garage garage door slash cat door, because it's a cat door (laughs) in the garage door. um, Right. With the world's most powerful garage door motor (laughs) attached to it. Right, Casey Becker. So back to mm. the um, mm, the yes. Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. loses her trivia with Ghostface when she misses a question about this classic slasher franchise. Oh, mm. is it about Halloween? No, it was Friday the Thirteenth, mm. and the question was who was the original killer from from oh. Friday the 13th, and she says Jason Voorhees. And mm-hmm. he says wrong, in the first Friday the 13th, it was actually Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees. Hmm. Interesting. It's a fun little, you know. Tidbitty. After killing Casey, Billy creates an alibi for himself by going to this location. 
Say that again. After, After killing Casey, so yeah. Drew Barrymore's character, yeah, Billy creates an alibi for himself by going to this oh. location. Huh. I have no idea. I'm just going to say the pool hall, but I'm just making that up. It's Sydney's house through the bedroom window, and he tries oh, right. to tries to initiate a little freaky freaky, and she's like, "No." Oh, no, I'm not sure if I. I'm not sure if I ever aligned that that those two things synced up, but that's mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, when Sydney is first on the phone with Ghostface, she tests whether or not he can see her by doing this silly action. Is it flipping him the bird? No, she picks her nose. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where does the big party in Scream take place? Oh, I mean, it's a house, mm-hmm. and it's there in Scream 5. Mm-hmm. And um, in Scream 3. In Scream 3? Which means it's got to be well, there in Scream 7. Yeah, it was like a fake set, though, in Scream 3. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. Old house on the left. I don't know. It's Stu Mocker's house. Oh. Matthew Lillard's character's house. Okay. Which is yeah. the whole, right, because then um, right. Riley's family owns mm-hmm. Stu Mocker's house, and that's part of what drives her, her craze. Yeah. Right? Little weird. Sydney does this to Gail after she tells Sydney she will send a copy, send her a copy of her book. Punches her in the face. Sure does. Right in the <laughs> face. Right, right hook. Um, what do we got here? Let's do a couple more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one's too easy. <laughs> that one's too easy. Uh, what is Billy's motive for his murders? He is upset that Sydney's mom dumped him or something. It's revenge for breaking his parents up. So Sydney's mom right. slept with Billy's dad and That's caused right. their parents to get divorced. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. What retro snack is Casey Becker making at the beginning of Scream? Oh, the only snack on earth, which is popcorn. But specifically. Oh. It's Jiffy Pop, man. She's making stovetop, oh, right? Because it like right. it, with the inflating just on fire with the inflating thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, where did the police find Principal Hembry's body? It wasn't. It was like on a flagpole or something. Close. It was hanging from the goalpost on the football right. field. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. And final question. <laughs> This use of this phone feature tripled after the release of Scream. Oh, return caller has to be that. No. Or redial? No. Oh. So in real life, after Scream came out, the number of people who signed up and were paying for caller ID tripled. Oh, man, live. Because you really needed to know who was on the other end of the phone (laughs) before you picked up. That's funny. That's my trivia. That was fantastic. Yeah? Good job. Sweet. Good job. I wanted to have some stumpers in there. I wanted to have some some easier, you know, mm-hmm. like who played Casey Becker. That's yeah. we all know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that girl from ET. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, let's uh let's dive into initial impressions. Sure. This is the first scream movie that I have seen in the theater. Same. Interesting. So that was Going in, it was an exciting experience for me because it was like, mm-hmm. I, you know, this is a franchise to which I've, at least in some part, enjoyed every entry. I haven't hated an entry. But to um, some degree, I'm sure we both were a little nervous after what happens in Scream 2 at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Because you didn't know. And there was nobody in my theater in Ghostface Masks. Um Lord. But what's funny, actually, real quick tangent, after watching, after binge watching the first four entries, because that was all that was Mm -hmm. out when I discovered Scream, Mm -hmm. um, I I seriously started looking into, like, I want to get myself a good ghost face cosplay. (laughs) Like, like the the proper knife the billy loomis knife the first knife because the knives do have a little bit of an evolution to them 
I want the first knife. But like, it, you know, but blunt. Still mm-hmm. made of metal, but not like sharpened to a <laughs> sharpened to a blade. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a good mask, which I feel like would be the easiest to track down. But also, you still have to be a little careful because there probably are some some rubbish masks out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the right cloak like a like a good something that feels of quality type mm-hmm. of thing not like a halloween costume version um cuz i did as a kid i went for as ghostface one year i had the mask and but it was <laughs> like a you know it was like that same thing that they make like batman's cape out of when you buy a kid's batman costume it was like cheap flimsy crap <laughs> uh and then just like you know the right steel toe work boot shoe <laughs> hybrid look mm-hmm. um so yeah but the, there was no one dressed up in my theater sadly. Good. Good. um and i didn't look close enough i don't know if there was like like people were wearing scream shirts mm. and stuff um mm-hmm. i wasn't because i don't own one but that's you know it's neither here nor there <laughs> um so this was my first experience, and I was very excited. I was a little nervous because, yeah, you're right. I didn't, I didn't want to get killed, um, <laughs> b- but I was also nervous because, like, you don't want to be let down. You don't want, mm. you know, what if it sucks? What if it's a dud? Sydney's not back, and yeah. it, how is the film going to feel without Sydney there? Um, I had a blast with this movie. Hmm. Like just the experience of of being in the theater mm-hmm. and figuring out the who done it and the yep. the you know oh when they when they close the bathroom mirror door is he going to be there is he like what's it just like the tension. <laughs> right. So I had a lot of fun with that. Um I have a I I enjoy the callbacks although you have to take a little bit of a leap in believing that they that one person has tracked down all of these yeah. artifacts. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Kirby does her best to kind of say, like, you know, there's no place looser than a, a police lockup, like <laughs> yeah. evidence lockup, and, and, you know, you grease some pockets and people let things go. Um, which, uh, you know, I think they had to throw that line in there to kind of appease the people who are going wait how in the hell like was he do like how 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 do you have all this um but i did enjoy like it was it was ecstasy seeing all of that on screen at once um that was fantastic the the added sort of layer to the mystery which was that we are Starting now and working our way back through Scream films, masks are being left at the scene of the crime that have DNA matches to, you know, all of the the previous, the predecessor ghost faces. Um, That, to me, was like, what is happening? Like, (laughs) it was just this. And you knew it was all building up to to the Billy and, and Stu mask, but you didn't know how or why or what was going to happen and... And yeah, it was, I, I really, really, really had a lot of fun, um, and did not walk out of this movie disappointed. What say you for your initial impression? My initial impressions for Scream 6, I will say the journey was more fun than the destination. I, I made it to the end credits of this film and I just thought to myself, I think I'm ready to be done with Scream for a bit. I didn't think I didn't think it was a bad film. Didn't regret watching it, but I feel like number five. A few things that I didn't like, like number five. I felt like it was a little too graphic for my taste when we got that right in the early on. Just they definitely it. up it again. They definitely up it. You get like pictures of people's colons hanging out and like people getting stabbed in the face. And uh, call me old fashioned, but uh, I like to scream. I felt maybe it's just com- like maybe what I'm comfortable with and I'm like idolizing it in my mind, but I felt like number one was a bit more tame. Um, so it's a bit graphic. I feel like when these films have like the sequels, 
and I'll compare it like number two and then now number six. Whatever it is about when these sequels go to the college themes, there's just something there that's just... I don't like how it translates. Number two, I didn't have fun with when they went to college. And for some mm-hmm. reason with this one, it, it's more of a coincidence, but I just think it's funny. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's just something about the only returning cast member was Gail Weathers. And I feel the way they used her was just a little bit ruined for me. Like, I feel like her bit is done because they make her standing in this show go up and down and up and down like a yo-yo like you you look at one film and she's reputable because she's you know won the the belief of other characters and then the next film she's an antagonist and back and forth and back and forth and this was no different like she starts and she's very antagonistic towards our other main characters and i would have just liked for her to be used like she's the one tie-in character half her just seamlessly join in and i don't know Mm -hmm. i think i think that worked a bit against me so i feel like i cared about this film about as much as Courtney Cox cared for her boyfriend when he died. Ouch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe not that harsh. But I thought that was harsh when that happened. Like, she did not seem to give two craps. And I was like, girl? Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, yeah. 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 But I mean, um, in that moment, you're. I think she had the head on her shoulders to know, like. You know what? I don't have time to grieve. And there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I say with Scream Six, it's either the least favorite of the six or the second least favorite. I can't quite decide, but it it's not near the top for me. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna have a fun. We're gonna have a fun episode here <laughs> on our hands. I did. I so I echo. Let's let's start by well we'll start by talking about cast because that's sure that's where we normally what we do yeah um, you as mentioned we have Courtney Cox mm-hmm. returning as Gail Weathers yeah. um, always good to see her even if you know even if you didn't like her character it's like it's <laughs> it's that tie to, mm-hmm. to number the one. original yeah um, her bangs are fine she's got <laughs> she's got okay hair in this appropriate for her age hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Melissa Barrera again as Sam Carpenter. I'm beginning to really enjoy her as an actor. I, I, I and I'm really enjoy. I'm starting to come to enjoy. Like I enjoy the fact that Sam is a through character. Yes, um, and it makes sense because Sam, like, unless you're going to kill Sam, Sam has such a strong tie to what's happening mm-hmm. because of of her lineage. Um, yep. Yeah. We obviously have the wonderful Jenna Ortega back as Tara Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I man, Jenna Ortega is top of the world right now because of the things she's starring in, and I think that she deserves every bit of it. Like, I, I don't know. I I enjoy seeing her on screen. I think she's a really good actor, and and yeah, this character and specifically the dynamic between the two sisters, I think, is something that adds mm. a layer yep. of um. A layer of conflict, sort of, to the scene, like a, mm. a non-life-threatening conflict yeah. to the yeah. screen. Yeah. Um, we have the return of Jasmine Savoy Brown as Mindy Meeks Martin. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. her character. Yeah, I again, really like. She's warming up to me too, especially like you know she's got that Randy. She's filling that role of Randy. Yeah. And and you know, <laughs> towards the end of this film, like at the end of this film, the climax where she's like. Ah, I was wrong again. Like she's she's like holding her gut. She's bleeding. She's in real bad shape. And she's like, ah, I was wrong again. I missed the monologue again. <laughs> like, she's just like she she plays. She's sort of the conductor of the meta ness in this film, right? Mm, she's the yes. one that's given the lines yep. that that sort of ha- carry that sort of meta through through mm-hmm. point. Yeah, and we have the return of her brother, Mason Gooding. As which, Chad Meeks Martin. Which is great, but I, I honestly was just, again, so happy he was still even alive. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah, because I was like, I I was, to- I'm to- I was totally on board for the relationship in this. I was like, you know, he seems like a really decent guy. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they seem to really care about each other and this is fun and, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I'm, I'm even talking like I'm happy you survived because I feel like at the end of number five, it's left I, a little ambiguous. Yeah, I'm like, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in number six. So I was yeah. happy he was in number six. Uh, we, of course, have, and you have to. Like, I don't know how you could do this otherwise because the voice changer, I wish, I wish the actual voice changer existed with this kind of superhuman voice changer <laughs> abilities. You literally take anyone's voice, including a female voice, and turn it into this, like, hi, Cindy, kind of thing. Um, but you have Roger Jackson back mm. as the voice of Ghostface. Right, yep. And it's just, it's just perfect. <laughs> like, it's such a great voice mm-hmm. for for what this is. Um <laughs> We have the introduction of Dermot Mulroney as Detective Bailey. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know him from anything? Because we're sitting in the theater. So he was in a couple of things. He was in like eight episodes of Chuck for the, the Chuck fans out there. Hmm. Or not Chuck, sorry, New Girl. He was in eight episodes of New Girl um, mm. for the New Girl fans. And then he's just been in sort of a... a smattering of things he was in shameless he was in the Mm. purge tv series um four weddings and a funeral Mm. um i'm trying to think what else he's been in he's been in a bunch of things yeah um and so he's he's a fun fun sort of presence on screen um we have jack champion as what we come to understand is his son ethan laundry Mm mm-hmm we have Liana Le, Liberato, mm-hmm. Liber, Liberato mm-hmm. Um, as the daughter, Quinn Bailey. We have um, the return of Hayden Pen, Penetieri yeah, as Kirby Reed. Yeah. And that was fun. She was fantastic. It was a, like a great great return and there's some fun like double mm-hmm. twists that happen in there that we'll get to yes um at the start of the film we have tony rev rev revolori um as yeah. as like a fake ghost face <laughs> yeah jason carvey who mm-hmm. a lot of people will know as flash thompson from the yes. tom holland yeah. spider-man films yeah um i had no idea he was in this <laughs> like when he showed up on screen i was like holy shit it's flash like what's oh. what's going on here and, um, and, and you know it, it caught us all off guard having the scream mask revealed so early in a film yeah Right? Like, like, okay, he's taking the mask off. This is yeah. who he is. Like, I, like I'm, I'm like, what? wait, did they forget to cut the scene here? Like, well, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. We have uh, Josh Sagara as mm. Danny Brackett or cute guy. The cute guy from... <laughs> who serves to play... Cute shirtless guy. Cute shirtless guy. Who serves to play this role as, like, one of our main suspects. Throughout this film, you're like, I don't know about this guy. I don't believe he knew. And then, of course, of course, much to my pleasure, we have the return of Skeet Ulrich as Billy Loomis. I'm actually growing to enjoy seeing his face. He's so good, man. He's so good. I love, I love this guy. I love this guy. Did you ever see the film? as good as it gets, it's the Jack Nicholson, yep. Holly uh, Hunt. Oh, I think so. Not Holly Hunt. Um, Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. I'm pretty Helen. sure. Yeah. So in that, there's a guy that shows up, the the gay neighbor artist mm-hmm. character. Yep. Um, he One of the things in the movie is that um, he gets basically robbed he gets robbed mm-hmm. and beaten up mm-hmm. and um and sort of the the sort of the bait for that is this young guy who comes in to be a life model and and takes his you know like drops his pants because he thinks oh this is gonna go somewhere other than where it's gonna go that mm-hmm. young guy is skeet Ulrich. oh jeez. so just a fun little other thing that you may have seen him in interesting but, yeah, so that's kind of our main, unless there's anyone that usually is. You're like, oh, I feel like you've forgotten about camera person four, who also. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I'll say is I was holding out hope that some miracle upon miracles was going to bring Dewey back for number six. Somehow, even if just for a flashback, I would have been, I would have been game. 
Right. But uh, it wouldn't have made sense, obviously, but... Interestingly. It, so hope. there's there's a person who I was hoping to have back. <clears throat> oh. Who we did not get back. Mm. First of all, I wasn't sure until this movie ended. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure until a good chunk in that we weren't going to see Nev Campbell. That hmm. somehow, even though it wouldn't have made sense, mm-hmm. that Nev Campbell is the ghost face reveal that Sidney Prescott has snapped under the pressure or whatever. <laughs> and and that's and that they'd created this whole like publicity thing about her not being in it. And Could blah, you blah, imagine? Blah. I it I it would have been excellent. The person <laughs> who I was really who I'm I'm still holding out hope because I maintain maybe alive. Sure. Maybe alive. Because it's yeah. it's scream. Right. <laughs> Anyone could be alive. Well, so, I mean, um, after what happened with, I think Chad was his name at the end of number five, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. maybe there's a chance that Dewey was in a coma and just like no one yeah. told him or no what one told I was, him. What I was, the return that I was really hoping for, okay. the plot that I was really hoping for, yeah. is that an in, there's an individual who, if alive, would have reason to take vengeance upon Billy Loomis's daughter. Hmm. And that is one Matthew Lillard as Stu Mocker. Hmm. For the way that Billy stabs him and like kind of like goes mm-hmm. a little too far and and yeah. you know. And so I was I was kind of hoping Stu Mocker was still <laughs> still kicking around. Um <laughs> and we haven't seen him yet. It doesn't mean we won't moving mm-hmm. forward, but yeah, but you know, there, there you have it. Can I say uh, something? I was we're kind of jumping the gun here, and we'll get to things when we get to them. But when you're talking about a reveal and having Nev Campbell as sure being Ghostface, I, I, I've never thought of that, and that would be juicy. Let me tell you. Um, and I did. I think in any Scream food movie, you assume someone is the culprit at least once. So to say, hey, mm-hmm. I thought it was maybe this guy isn't a stretch. Because I think you I know think where you're it going. could be any of them. And yeah. so I, I I, did have some suspicion about the cop. So when it happened, I had some confirmation bias. Like, yes. Oh, really? I was totally, Not that I thought totally it was exclusively him. Like, he was just one of the people that I'm like, I'm getting some sketch vibes from you. And I wasn't sure how that was going to work out. Maybe I think I thought in my mind when I was suspecting him, I thought it would be more like Sam, you know, he maybe blamed Sam for his daughter's death and maybe indirectly his son was someone juicy that she actually killed in the previous film. And then that would have worked into his revenge. And that's obviously not what happened. But I think what I would have found juicy is um, some symmetry to number two, some symmetry if we actually had Sam's mom being the screen, like the person behind it all. And just even that they, I thought it was strange that they referenced Sam's mom when they were talking about her and they, right before the climax of the film, they were bringing her up and talking about her. So that perked my ears going, Ooh, like this seems obviously a tidbit that didn't pay out Mm -hmm. for anything. But I, I thought that would have been coincidental, like quite interestingly having the moms being, the 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 culprits behind the college episodes and yeah. it would have just been an interesting twist but that just didn't trying happen. to throw you off the scent yeah 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 um yeah i spent the film like i never knew i i spent a good chunk of the time going you know like up until gail's boyfriend is murdered and that whole scene happens i'm like yeah it could be gail yeah could totally be Gail. And I bought this into this kind of, because they set it up and they say like, you know, Gail, Gail is only relevant as long as there's a ghost face massacre book for her to write and release. And Mm. I'm like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm like, I'm there when, um, when the cop, sort of tries to turn the tables when the, when the the fake twist that it's Kirby and that Kirby no longer works for the FBI and, mm-hmm. and I took that bait 100%. Oh, me too. I was like, "Oh my gosh, here we go." This is <laughs> terrifying because yeah. yeah, now they're trapped in this buckle up. They're trapped in this kill box with her and like 
you know, and, and it seems perfect. You're like, oh yeah, like it, it, it does seem odd that Kirby's just kind of come out of the blue and is now a part of this and, and she's all of a sudden back and like, why is she all of a sudden back? And so, yeah, I bought that. I bought that entirely. Um, let's talk about some, some numbers here. Cause I, we don't always, but this is, this is interesting specifically this time around. Mm. We'll start with box office numbers, okay? Scream 1. Scream 1 had a production budget of $15 million. Opening weekend, it made 6.3. And worldwide, it made $173 million. Hmm. So successful. That's <laughs> on a $15 million budget. 173 is not bad. And honestly, a $6 million opening weekend sounds awful. <laughs> But for an unknown horror franchise in the late 90s, it's about what you would expect. <laughs> like, it's really not, you know, horror films face the struggle of, well, not, you know, you can't take the whole family. And, <laughs> and you know, so it's, it, it, it's not bad. It's really not bad. Scream 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scream 2 had an opening weekend of 32 million. Wow, so, so quite it, much larger. Yeah. It had a it had a jump. People were people were on board after Scream One, and and they'd sort of made a name for themselves, and everyone was excited to see the sequel. Mm-hmm. Worldwide box office of one hundred and seventy two point three million, so about a million less than hmm. the first one. But that interesting. That means nothing. That's yeah. that, so it's on par. People enjoyed it and went to see it as much as they went to see the first one. And there was just more out-of-the-gate hype. Scream 3 had an opening weekend of $34.7 million. So a small increase over the first one, or the second one, but an increase. About a $2 million increase. Yep. It had a worldwide box office of $161 million, So down huh. about $11 million. Yeah. Still... When you're getting up and you're talking about those numbers, that's not that's not really considered a drop. Mm-hmm. Scream Four had an opening box office weekend of eighteen point six million. Oh, a drop by almost half. Yeah, and had a worldwide box office of ninety five million, the lowest in the franchise. By eighty million dollars, yeah. that is a significant drop. That is, people were not people didn't care. <laughs> I guess by that <laughs> yeah. point, it had been eleven years, yeah. and and people just weren't having it. I I don't know. Yeah. I and there was no Patrick be. Dempsey to keep them coming back. Uh, maybe it must have been like miserable marketing. It must have been. <laughs> I, so like, I yeah, I really really hmm. couldn't tell you. Hmm. This is where things get. Juicy. Okay. So last year, we had Scream 5, or yep. affectionately referred to as Scream. Scream. Yeah. Had an opening box office weekend of $30 million. So, huh. okay. back up. Not yeah. massive, but okay. respectable, again, for a horror <laughs> franchise. Yeah. And respectable considering coming out of an era where the movie theaters and box office numbers are still feeling the effects of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had a worldwide gross of a hundred and thirty-eight million. So Again. I back up, yeah. not at the top of the charts, but no. but you know back up. <laughs> now we get to our 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 headliner, Scream okay. Six, mm-hmm. had an opening weekend of forty-four point four million dollars. Wow! Setting the franchise record. By $10 million. That's impressive. It's impressive, and it's really fascinating because the the number that, you know, the the factors that play into your worldwide box office is word of mouth. It's it's how Mm -hmm. many people went to go see it because they heard it was good, how many people went to go multiple times. That's what drives that number up. The opening weekend is sheer anticipation yeah yeah right so so it set records 
for people who went to go see it and hadn't even heard if it was like hadn't even heard that it was good yet from other people who went to go see it. So people came out came out in droves to see this. A scream friend a scream film that not only is the sixth entry has set the record, but the first entry that does not have the franchise's main character in it. Yep. It's currently sitting at a box a worldwide box office of 115.8 million, but that number doesn't mean anything because it's still in theaters. That number's still going up. So I just thought that was really fascinating that it set the worldwide record. Hmm. Um, hopping over real quick to Rotten Tomatoes. Scream 1 has an 80% critic score and 80% audience score. Scream 2 has an 82% critic score. Critics like Scream 2 a little bit more. Hmm. Has a 58% audience score. Audiences were not, not as thrilled. Scream hmm. 3 has a 41% critic rating. Critics were not there for Scream 3. And nor was the audience with a 38% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Scream 4, 60% critic rating, 56% audience rating, which kind of tracks with what we saw that people, people didn't go see it. People weren't really crazy about it. People seem to like it more than Scream 3, but it seems like... This, so there's there's your answer. There's what hurt Scream 4 in the box office, is Scream 3 was panned. People didn't like it. Hmm. Scream last year, 76% audience score, or uh, critic score. Hmm. 81% audience score. By 1%, it is it beats out the original and sets the record for the highest audience score from the Scream franchise. Oh, wow. Scream 6 <laughs> has a critic score of 77%, respectable, hmm. and an audience score of 92%. <laughs> okay, so people are loving it. The people are loving it, and the people, much as myself, I'll use this as a segue, are not, are not feeling the gap left by Nev Campbell. Hmm. They're not no. walking out of it going, it didn't work because Sydney wasn't there. I, I, I gotta be honest, there was no moment in this film where that rubbed me. There was no moment in watching this that I was like, it, mm. it doesn't make sense that Sydney's not here. I yeah. felt like the last one was, if, if anything, it felt weird that Gail was here. I felt that Scream 5 served as the appropriate passing yeah. of the torch. Yep. And that, you know, it was fun that they threw in that little explanation where, you know, is Sydney coming? No, she's taking her family and she's gotten somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. Perf- as she should. <laughs> and you're like, okay, it's, it's done. I, mm-hmm. I buy that. I'm happy. I'm invested enough in these new characters. Uh, let's move forward. What about you? Did you, uh, you know, Sydney, Sydney Prescott, Nev Campbell's not here this time around. The first time she's not there, mm-hmm. people could argue that she's what's carried the franchise up until this point. Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel her loss? And if they make a Scream 7, which, God, I hope they do, um, <laughs> is she, does the studio need to to get their shit together and offer the right <laughs> amount of money? Or... Is it is it done? Yeah. No, I think I'm in the same boat as far as I don't think I really missed her. I didn't dislike her in the other films, but I do feel like the torch has been passed appropriately. And I am getting to grow and appreciate the characters that we do have, these new characters. I feel like they're a diverse crew in that it kind of spreads out the lo- load. It's not so much just the one main character anymore. It's the core four. And so with that, you get a bit of a diverse portfolio. You get different actors bringing different comedic elements and different story fun elements. And I, I think I'm enjoying that vibe just in volume 
more than just the one Nev Campbell. So I, I enjoyed Nev Campbell. She had a good run, but I'm okay if she doesn't return to number seven. I think if I were to say I missed one person, it's Dewey. It's um, Dewey. And maybe it's just because he, he never really was the main guy. So uh, it's not an either or with him. He was there just as a peripheral character. And so I'd be fine with these new sets of characters that we've adopted in number five and i'd be really i would love to just find a way to get dewey back in there and just be a his peripheral side side helper mm-hmm. character but mm-hmm. I, i'd say i'd rather have dewey back before nev sure um this is the first film that doesn't take place in woodsboro mm, what about number two uh oh okay what so sorry this isn't the first film that doesn't this I is the first saying. film where we don't see woodsboro at all oh, okay um, that is is set much further away. Sure. Um, and and the first film that because the second one doesn't take place in Woodsboro, but I would say the setting of the second one isn't really a prominent set piece. Mm-hmm. Like up until this point, Woodsboro has been a character in the franchise as much as anyone else has been. Sure. And this is the first film where. The location serves as a character, New York City, and is not Woodsboro. What did you think about the the change in setting? Yeah, I already hinted that I didn't like, you know, going off to college again because I didn't like it in the past. So I would say I do miss the Woodsboro feel. And even though we had it in number five, it's not the same as it was in the 90s. What I'll say is I don't like I, I have nothing more to say about my dislikes. I, I would have preferred to be in Woodsboro. But what I will say is something I did like that this movie pulled off being it somewhere else is we're in this urban center, right? We're mm-hmm. wherever they are. I guess it was New York. It's New and York it's, City. Yeah. Yeah. It's the college. They're off to college and they're, Which is they're in this not gonna at least by my approximation be a cheap college like they're <laughs> no yeah they're, they're doing all right by being able to afford <laughs> post-secondary in new york city yeah but even if, though they're in such an urban center and every scene almost has a lot of people i liked what they were able to do with these urban scenes but still have elements of isolation. So it's not an abandoned house like at the end of number one where everyone's left the party and it's just a few people and there's no one to call for help for. In all these urbanized scenes in this one, whether it be the subway where our character gets eventually stabbed. Oh, or whether it's such it's, a frightening scene. Oh yeah, or if it's in the beginning in the restaurant scene, our characters are always plunked right in the middle of Mm -hmm. a group of hundreds of people and yet the creative team whether it be the director the writing etc they've actually still been able to have this measurable feeling of isolation in our characters that is unchanged from times previous when they're in a more remote area so although my setting wasn't the ideal in this i did actually like what they were able to accomplish still getting that isolation Mm-hmm. I I loved this setting. I thought that New York provides this interesting new dynamic mm. where New York City on its own, if you're new in New York City, New York City can be scary. <laughs> like sure, it's, it's, that's true. Especially at night, right? So there's, there's mm. that dynamic that's there. There's the dynamic that, you know, you go, because it's New York City, you go into these stores or wherever and... And every everywhere has got like three or four entrances, and so right. yeah, he it's harder to secure a location. It's mm-hmm. harder to like Ghostface could be coming from anywhere. Yeah, um, and so I think that added a really cool hmm. kind of dynamic to it. Yep. And also, I think at a certain point, like as much as I love Woodsboro, mm-hmm. at a certain point you kind of have to go like yeah. What is the believability here? Right. <laughs> like, how many times is this going to happen in mm, one, one backwater place. town? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. It is a more gruesome film. It absolutely mm-hmm. is a more gruesome film. Um, yeah. I, that, as I sort of alluded to in Scream 5, that works for me. Um, sure. 
I thought that it's 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 just more realistic, right? It essentially is what it comes down to. They're showing you more. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily making the kills that much more gruesome. Mm-hmm. They're just showing you camera angles and and uh, you know ramifications of these injuries mm-hmm. in a more revealing, realistic kind of way. Um, there's some exceptions to that. There are some some truly brutal, like I think m- not my favorite kill, but my favorite moment as far as like, oh, that was that's intense from from a kill standpoint is um I can't remember who it is that's getting murdered, but a knife goes into someone's abdomen. And then Ugh. gets like pulled up within Ugh. the ad- abdomen by like four or five inches, and it was just like, yeah, I I think that's for me refreshing in the Scream franchise because it's like I want a little bit more confirmation. Like that's <laughs> someone that I can look at and go, okay, you're dead. <laughs> like you're not going to show up later in this movie. You, you're definitely dead now. Um, I could just, if we could just get a scene that flashes with like the mo- a sheet going over someone's face. That's enough confirmation for me. Oh, that, but that doesn't mean anything because there was a sheet over over. Um, uh, uh, um, hang on. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on. Uh, in this one. Oh, <laughs> we get a sheet over Quinn's face. We we believe that Quinn is dead. Do we see a sheet over Quinn's face? I'm pretty sure we see the stretcher in the alley. And now it turns out that it's not Quinn's body because the te- right. detective got in there and switched body. I don't know how he did that. Wh- which I didn't buy at all. I'm yeah. like, really? So we just had a body just hanging around that he was able to somehow swap in there? I didn't buy that. Well, either. I mean, but- they're well thought out and planned and what they're doing. But anyways. Yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So a sheet over her face doesn't mean anything. But we didn't say, I will just, I I, I agree what you're saying, things happen in this series, but I would say, if you physically see the sheet over the face, that can be confirmation, but I I understand what you're saying. Things things happen. I find it really fascinating, because I find it fascinating your uh, disinterest, your dislike, your negative review for some of this gruesomeness, because... Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you this without going yeah. into detail about, you know, yeah. who, who you are, or what kind of ice cream you like and where you work. Yeah. Um, we've alluded to, to in the past that you work in the healthcare industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many times a week or we'll go a month on average, <laughs> just ballpark it for me. How many times yeah. a month do you see the inside of a body cavity? More than once okay, okay. i i think so you're no stranger to guts and no. blood and, and i think that someone's brought this up to me before and i think what the difference is is just like i don't enjoy seeing people suffer right right so if if ghostface had an anesthesiologist <laughs> an epidural Go to sleep, Cindy. Then you'd be like, <laughs> "What's your favorite epidural?" Yeah, which you exactly, exactly. Then you'd be a little more like, oh, "Okay, at least he's humane." <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. So, so it's not so much the, the guts. It's no, the suffering. no. Yeah, that's oh, more okay. It. All right. Yeah. That's, an important <laughs> distinction I needed to to get to the it's bottom of because I'm like, question. hang on, this guy sees way more. Like, even if I were to sit down and watch, you know, a couple of scary movies over the next few weeks, this guy sees way more gross <laughs> stuff. This guy sees stuff that I couldn't handle. I can handle seeing it on the screen in real life. I'd be like, uh, check, please. But yeah, okay, it's an important distinction. Um, I listen, I. I bought the reveal. I it, I don't there, there's the reveal and then there's the motivations. So the motivations I thought could have been a little stronger. Like it makes sense that, you know, that this that the Joshua Jackson lookalike is mm. was my son. <laughs> was it Richie? Richie was his name. Richie was my son and mm. and 
and he stole them from me. And obviously this dad's already a little sick in the head. And <clears throat> which it kind of then gives us like, it, it, it kind of, it, it makes, it starts to make sense because if you have a, a, a sick puppy dad who has really messed up his kids from from birth, right? Has been raising these kids in a in a very sadistic mentality kind of way. Then not only does it explain Richie's motivations a little better, you're like, oh, okay, we see like this was a messed up guy because look who his dad is. Mm-hmm. But then also it allows you to buy into why why this has become a family affair, why Ethan and Bailey are there as yeah. well, wreaking yeah. havoc because you know, like you your your parents are responsible for so much of like what you believe, and you can break free from that. Sure, people do all the time, but mm-hmm. you have to put in that work and effort, and and you know, if you've <laughs> really drank the Kool Aid on whatever this craziness is, then yeah. then yeah, you're going to be right there with it going along. So. Yeah. So the motivations I thought for me at least could have been a little fresher, a little more, you know, whatever. Um, but I did not suspect the cop at all. I thought that he mm. was on our side. I thought he was a little, you know, like he's got one line in this film after Bailey dies where he's like, you mess with my family and you die. And I'm like, <laughs> Whoa. which is, which is actually wicked foreshadowing now that I think about it, because that's sure. the whole motivation here to, to hunt down Sam and Tara. Mm-hmm. But um, I did not suspect him. I thought he had a couple screws loose, but I thought he was a oh, good yeah, guy for sure. You know, also, I mean, that he's just so freaking chill when yeah. they steal his cop car. I'm like, what? Exactly. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like he's like, oh, you kids. Yeah, you can't. You can't steal my car. It's a cop car. Like, yeah. And then they just drive off. I'm like, that. That's it. Like, yeah. This is okay. Um. But he, I mean, he was already kind of working outside the law at that point. Like he'd been taken yeah. off the case, and, yeah. and you know, yeah. um, so it's not like he, it's not exactly like he could phone it in. <laughs> no, for sure. Right, for his sure. ass is on the line, yeah. and so. Um, but I did not suspect him. I totally bought that it was it was Kirby, and then you've mm-hmm. got that great moment where it's Kirby and him, Detective Bailey, and they're like at gunpoint with each other, and you're like, I don't even. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, You're like, it, I don't know who to trust. It had that, and I can't think of a specific example right now, but like you see it in the movie sometimes where like, you know, one person's like a shapeshifter or one pro for some, yeah. or they're twins or whatever. And it's mm. like, no, th- I'm Jessica. No, don't listen to her. I'm Jessica. Shoot her. And, <laughs> and your hero's sitting there like, what? I'm, I'm going to shoot you both. I don't like <laughs> And so, yeah. yeah, that was, I was like, I, man, I don't even know anymore. And then the fact that, that Quinn is alive well, it was an yeah. excellent reveal. And you start going, yeah. yeah, we never saw her get stabbed. We just see yeah. her body, yep. or her supposed dead body mm-hmm. pushed through the door yeah. and like hit the ground. But that's <laughs> easy enough to, mm-hmm. to fake. Yeah. I thought that was really fascinating. We have a much more aggressive ghost face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? This is the first time we've seen shotgun wielding ghost face. Yeah. And that Did was an intense ever. scene. Mm-hmm. In the in the the convenience store, variety store. Um so I thought that was cool. And I just overall I really I dug the dynamic between our main characters and our supporting characters. Because you know, Scream the Scream franchise has always been this film series where it could be any of us and nobody should trust anyone. And they've alluded to that. They've certainly talked about it. They've been warned by whoever the meta character in the film is that like it could be anyone as they're sort of like laying out the rules of a horror film. But I felt like they really leaned into it a lot heavier this time around with having like, okay, we're the, we're the OG four or whatever they called themselves. And you guys are the new guys. And so like, we don't trust you and you can't trust us. And, and sorry, you can't come in. You can't come in the theater with us. Cute shirtless guy, because like, <laughs> we don't know you. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, I'm sorry. I, I care about you. I like yeah. you. I want to have a relationship you, with you. If you, you could but, take your shirt off, that'd be great. But. Yeah. But, but the truth is, when it boils down to it, I don't know you. Yeah. And so I don't know that it's not you. Mm. And so that's that was that all really worked for me. What are your thoughts on on kind of the dynamic between our characters this time around? Oh, I, I completely agree. I you know I think it just comes down. I, I kind of said this with the Nev Campbell thing. I like the dynamic of our characters. I like watching them on screen, and I understand their motivations at times. Like you said, when there maybe not every single decision made you agree with or that you appreciate. But more often than not, they're making sound reasonable kind of, hey, if we do A, we should do B. And, you know, you, you can get along with it and you kind of can start cheering and rooting for them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's important for us to talk about where we think this could go. Because we a see question. a real streak of darkness in Sam here. Mm-hmm. We see that these delusions that she's having with mm-hmm. with her father it kind of it gets her to grab the knife and it gets her to don this this mm-hmm. costume and yep. it also like when she she chooses like she's not going to execute detective bailey but then even <laughs> tara is kind of like gives her the wink like yeah let him have it kill this bastard and so uh, yeah, like it's it there, and then ultimately she drops and leaves the ghost mask, behind. ghost face mask on the ground, and walks yep. away. Um, walks away because again, everyone at the by the end of this film is just kind of tired. They're not. Yep. Nobody's really injured. No. <laughs> yeah, we've been stabbed all over, and and whatever. But but good guys don't actually get hurt in this film. There's there's completely <laughs> fine, and then there's dead. There's no in between for our for the protagonists. <laughs> Um, I don't know where, like, what are your thoughts? Is that just, was that kind of like a, is that something we're going to see pop up again? Or was that just a, a, there was a a brief moment where she Mm -hmm. was almost consumed by the darkness, but ultimately we had resolution with it by her, Mm -hmm. her dropping it. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see where they go. Right. And I could see it going both ways where it's a series that, doesn't really have a whole lot of continuation you know like each film is essentially its own standalone but on the other hand they have been hinting towards this even a bit in number five and then obviously in this film too so i could see that becoming a theme of her fighting this darkness or even giving into it or not giving it into it so Mm -hmm. i could see it going both ways honestly yeah cool all right well sir on a scale of zero to ten how would you rank scream six I gave this a 5 out of 10. It falls right down the middle, and I can't decide if it's the least favorite of the six or it's the second last, like if it's number 5 out of number 6. I had some interesting things, had some things I would have done differently, and um, yeah, you know, there were as much things as I disliked, there were things that I liked, and I would say that the intro was such a twist that I appreciated seeing the mask coming off the the killer and i uh, before i panned it to you to what your score was i think i would have had fun with the twist of this nature where if we see this woman leaving the restaurant instead of having it play out like it does kind of to, to be oh, the traditional twist she's the I, killer uh not even that but that oh, is okay. an interesting twist i would have liked it if it had because we were all thinking it's a bait it's a, a scam to get her out of the restaurant I would have liked yeah. it that if she had ended up being completely safe, that it was the person on the other end of the phone who actually got killed just coincidentally by a scream face. Right. Which doesn't does, make- but not in the alley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I was so glad. I was so glad that we abandoned because right at the beginning, it seems like what they're setting up the motive of this film to be is like. <laughs> We got to finish Richie's film. And I was like, can we drop that? <laughs> Thank you. Because yeah. I really hated that motive. I was like, I just don't buy it. Please. What did you give it out of 10? I give it an eight. I gave it an eight oh, out of wow. 10. I really yeah. like it. I think it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm never going to say, I don't think moving forward, I'll ever say that something is my favorite entry in this franchise, just because I think I'm just reserving that spot for the first one. Um, 
because it's it's so perfect and nostalgic and fun. Um, but I think this is my second favorite entry. So interesting. I, I'd agree. I would polar disagree opposites. with your score. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just saying we're polar opposites. Like this yeah. is your second worst. This is my second yeah. best. But we're in agreement that number one is the best. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, did you watch anything this week? I, I would actually say we'll have to skip the what we watched this week and we will address it next week. Okay. Sure. Just for time. Fine. Fine. Like Wrap us. it up then, jerk. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you joining us not only every week, but every segment during this scream sequence. And uh, continue joining us for movie news and upcoming movie segments and upcoming votes as, as we get more votes back into our system as we're getting some more free time with scream being done. Like, follow, subscribe, check out all our socials, check out our Patreon page or merchandise page, and give us a like and a follow and a good review wherever you can. Uh, Yeah. I, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and I'm going to, I want to end this by hearing you do your best ghost face voice. You'd say whatever you want, but you got to give her a go. What's your favorite social media platform? That wasn't bad. That 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 really wasn't bad. I was expecting worse. I'm sorry, but I was expecting <laughs> That's worse. That's all right. That's fair.